All right, what's up, everybody? Uh, this is episode three of the Rookies. I actually think I'm going to rebrand this podcast as Pro Paintball Players in Cars Talk and Shop. This episode is with Eddie Painter of Baltimore Revo, formerly of Upton 187 Crew, and also that I learned formerly of AC Dallas. Um, this is kind of an interesting one. So I really didn't know Eddie Painter at all. And uh, obviously, I know him in passing. You know, he plays for Revo. We've been playing Revo for a while uh, for practices. I've seen him at the Boston Airport because we're both in Massachusetts right now. Um, and what happened this morning was he rode down here with Darula. Darula had to unexpectedly leave uh, this morning, so he did not make the practice. And he was like, hey, man, can Eddie ride with you? You're passing, you know, this random town in the middle of Massachusetts where Eddie lives. Uh, could you take him home? And I was like, yeah, man, of course, not a big deal. So we, this is the longest one I've ever done. Um, it's about an hour in some change. Um, at one point, about 38 minutes in, the podcast just stopped recording. And it actually stopped recording at the end of a sentence, which is pretty lucky, but I didn't catch that. I don't know if these clips can only be a certain amount of length. Um, I'm using what's called Anchor. It's a free podcasting app. So, you know, I'm not, I don't have like, the most up-to-date it actually might be the most up-to-date because it distributes to all the platforms but either way for some reason at about 38 minutes uh it stopped recording so there's like um a slight break in the middle uh and then we kind of hop back into some things uh we go off on a lot of tangents here um and what's cool about this one is i really didn't i really don't know idea at all so in the in the course of this podcast i actually ask him things i'm like actually interested in like hey where are you from like what do you do um tell me about your paintball experience how'd you get to where you are today uh and it's i think it's a bit different with uh people you don't know because i'm also learning all this information for the first time so i hope you guys enjoy it um and here it is episode three Alright, so I'm here with uh, Eddie Painter of uh, Baltimore Revo. We have a four-hour drive, maybe four and a half, back to uh, the Boston area. So we're just talking about how work's going to suck on Monday. Eddie, what do you do for work, man? I am a service consultant at a car dealership. Ah, okay, cool. So you like run the um, fuel command, the cars are broken. Like, you know, Massachusetts, you have to get an inspection. Yep, so every year. Dude, I got two tickets that are actually right here. Look at this. Did you really? What you get these for then? I didn't have my inspection. So I, I just moved to Boston in um, September 2018. And in Ohio, in Columbus, where I was in before, there was no like inspection. So when I moved there, I got the inspection because my license changed over and I had to re-register and whatever. And then um, I just forgot about it because it's not, it's not like, done it's, right. Yeah, it's yeah. not built into it. And there's no permit parking where I live. So one day I come out and there's a dude putting a ticket on my car where I park my car like literally every day. And I'm like, hey, man, what's going on? And he's like, uh, your sticker. I'm like, that's a Southie parking sticker. Like, we're in Boston. <laughs> and he's, he's like, no, your inspection sticker. And I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, you have to get your car inspected every year. And I was like, oh, son of a bitch. So that's I make a rough way to learn it. Dude, right? 40 bucks. So I'm not going to pay it. Don't tell, don't tell him. But um, so I make an appointment to go get my car inspected the following Saturday or whatever. I'm like, it'll be fine. Like, I'll just leave the ticket on the dash. It's cool. One What'd you fail for? Dude, well, I failed because there was a huge gash in my tire. Yeah. But prior to that, literally the morning I was getting the inspection, Uh, we drove down to the financial district to go to the gym. 
and I got to fuck another ticket for another 40 bucks. For the inspection ticket. For the inspection ticket that I was getting done that day. So, Jesus. Yeah, so I've decided. Yeah, to, yeah, I'm just not going to pay. Yeah, just dispute it. Yeah, I mean, I might not even do that. I might just not pay him. Can you get in trouble for that? Um, yes. Hard yes. Really? Yeah. It, it become a thing where they, like, they could just pull you over for not having, yeah. It'd be bad. So your recommendation as a service technician is to pay the tickets? I would pay them. All right. Yeah, <laughs> uh, cool. So, obviously, this is kind of an interesting podcast, because I don't really know Eddie that well, and we have a four-hour car ride together, so I'm just kind of going to get to know him here. Uh, so... Where do you... We're driving to where you live, but I'm actually not even sure where that is. Like, where are we going? It's closer to Worcester than Boston, for the most part. Okay. It's North Borough, Massachusetts. Okay. I've been to Worcester one time for a concert that my college roommate was playing in at, um... Very cool. I don't know what the venue is called. It was some, like, theater, and it's, like, for plays, maybe, but they have, like, a bar, and they, uh... I know, they had a, a rock show there, so it's kind of cool. I don't know. I can't tell what you're talking about. But I also don't frequent Worcester too much. Is there a lot of stuff? Is kind of a whole body. Yeah? Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. There's a lot to do in Worcester. Yeah. A couple of breweries out there now. Yeah, there's breweries popping up everywhere. There's so many breweries in Boston, it's hard to keep track. Mm-hmm. So, you grew up in the Massachusetts area. You played with 187. Was that your first team? Or, like, how did you come into paintball? So, my first team was the Camo Killers. I came into Camo Killers. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> That's dope. Um, I spelled with K's and Z's and everything. Okay. Um, yeah, the uh, the first, the way I got into paintball was through my father, actually. He loved the sport, ended up buying and running a paintball field. So, by the time I was 10 years old, he was like, here's a paintball gun. <laughs> You've been waiting for this. Yeah. Get out there. I uh, had a lot of fun doing that for a long time. And so that's how I that's how I got into it, and uh, I wanted to start playing the the speedball stuff after I saw what it was. It took okay. me, you know, weeks to be like, all right, that looks like more fun. I'm gonna try that. So I played around with a couple of teams from around there, and there was another owner of the field. There was several owners of the, the Fox Sport at that point, and I was playing with the other owner's son and a couple of the younger kids who were there for you know daily play that we knew through. However, okay, and we made. A young team, the Camo Killers, who eventually became the Fox Four Kids. Um, this was all well. My dad was running the Dark Side team. They were D one semi pro back in the seven man days. Okay. Um, didn't have too much success with them. Did he ever make it to the pro league on any team? Or my dad? Yeah. I don't believe so. Okay. I mean, he did now, right? Yeah, right. We'll roster him. Yeah. <laughs> it's on the it's a, it's on Nation. It says we, pro player. We have absolutely rostered him a couple of times just in case people get hurt when we're like low on bodies. Yeah. We did that a couple of years ago. That's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I've seen him play um, 10 man. I think I refed one year in Texas, I refed a NXL 10 man, which was the worst idea ever. I think this was when Thomas Mintoni was on your team. Yep. Oh, yeah. And I didn't know you guys that well. I was playing with Asylum. And I was reffing on the snake side. It was your dad's team playing, and Mantoni was on the field. And your friends, whoever, I don't know who they were, but they were like, hey, man, just fuck with this Mantoni guy. I'll go nuts. <laughs> they're like, they're like, just keep checking him. So oh, I was like, yeah, dude, he would lose it. Yeah, I was like, all right, dude, it's fucking 10 minutes. So I just like kept like walking inside, like checking him. Like, I'm, I don't know this guy, but your friends are behind me. They're like, hey, dude, just fuck with just him. Do like, it. like, all right, why, why not, dude? It's just 10 man. Like, I'm looking at five dudes anyway. Like, I'm not going to see oh, if yeah. I get shot. So. So, uh, from 
the camo killers came the fox four kids and then and then from there we ended up uh becoming 187 okay what uh, was that original team what, what players the original team yeah was it was made up of a lot of those uh the camo killers it was made up of a lot of the fox four kids and then we ended, ended up merging with a team called Armageddon. That's where we ended up scooping up players like Brian Feinberg. Okay. Um, I don't know if you've heard of a lot of these guys, but Bill I know Brulee, Feinberg. Um, What's his name? Creme Brulee? No, Bill Brulee. Bill Brulee. <laughs> yeah. Oh, phenomenal chef, by the way. Oh, okay. Shout out, Bill. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, just a bunch of guys that don't play anymore. Mike Carlin. He I've played with us. Name. He made it to pro with us. He was doing well. Um, BJ, he, he's, he's done. He was, he was out... I think one year in pro as okay. well. Um, yeah, the original one, the original one. said Max, obviously Nick Laval, all the names that you do know. Yeah, Darula was on that team. Or? Darula ended up getting scooped up from, I believe, the Canes. Okay. He was not original one eight seven, but he was baptized in enough that he counts. Okay, for sure. Gotcha. So when did you guys change to wipe? When did you adopt the name 187? What division was that? I don't know if it was really a division so much as we were playing, I think it was like D27 Man. Okay. When we were doing 187, but we, that was even lower. D, no, we played 7 Man as like a D4 team, like a kids team under 187. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, That's we were 187 for a while. Yeah. Nice. So now then 187, um, I think an interesting thing, I was talking to his rule because I'm playing with him on uh, Thursdays. He was saying when you guys picked up Slowiak, just having like a really good pro player made like a huge impact on the team. He's like, he's been doing it for so long, just like a wealth of knowledge. Like, I guess what was that like when he came into your program? Because that was towards the end of the program, and then you guys kind of stopped playing, and then you merged with Revo later. Yep. Um, it was great having his perspective. He didn't get like upset or or... or offended in any way but like he was able to observe the way we operated and make very humble suggestions in ways that I think altered the team's mindset a lot yeah from all the way from the top like from a coaching perspective to the way we played the game on the field it was good to have that insight for somebody who's been doing it for so long right I mean he's been playing a long time now he's in the Ironman mm-hmm. um, so interesting we were talking earlier like Columbus level we just got a new coach Robbie Goldsmith in literally before Saturday morning, none of us had ever met this dude. Uh, so we have a totally new guy coming into our program. Um, and it's been like... Fresh the, eyes. Dude, man. it's incredible to have somebody like... he played pro. I don't know how many years he was pro. And like, yeah, granted, they never like... Maybe... They made it sound like one time maybe? Or, I think so. Yeah. They didn't kill it too hard. No. But Robbie's a great player and, and he understands the game well. And it's just a super nice dude. Dude, yeah, he's so nice. And his insight, like, things he was seeing, he's like... He's, he's identifying the first mistake we make. So it's like, sometimes, you know, when you lose a point, you're like, all right, what went wrong? And we're not seeing that first mistake. We're like, well, we should have crossed here, done this, or done that. He's like, no, this no, went no, that's wrong. Too late. Yeah. yeah. He's like, you guys are, you're way late. He's like, this went wrong at this point. That caused this, this caused that. And bam, you lost. If like, you're trying to stop the third domino, you're always going to fail. Yeah. You have to stop that first domino from falling because the rest of them just go after that. Yeah, and we, we've never had... I mean, there's not... Other than Carl Markowski, there are no pro players in Ohio. So we're, like, technically, you know, the first pro team from Ohio. Um, 
the only other closest pros to us are Trade My Gun, but we don't really get together with them too much. Uh, it's kind of far. They're, like, in central Indiana, and our guys are in, like, Cleveland, Ohio, and west, eastern Pennsylvania, or western Pennsylvania. So it's, like, they're, they're pretty, they're... They'd be tough to Yeah, it's, like, and we'd rather play you guys. You guys are way more fun, so... But we're, so... You guys just picked up a new coach as well. We did. Patrick McKenna. He is a phenomenal coach from the one weekend I've spent with him so far. Uh, I also had met Pat, uh, not like intently, but a few times beforehand as he was coaching Damage. Um, I remember seeing he had a big whiteboard with like stats being drawn up for in the, in the matches during the tournament. And it was something that I, I'd only seen once before and it was with the Russian Legion who had yeah. a whole staff of coaches doing it. Yeah. And this one guy's doing it all by himself, like flicking things around. It, it, the amount of effort he put into it was more than I've seen a lot of other coaches put into it. And it's very refreshing to have that over you as you play. Yeah, I mean we just had Robbie marking down like wins and losses on a clipboard and I was like, this is awesome. <laughs> like like hockey stats almost, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. He was like, we won X amount of points out of X. We made like two of the four points we won in, on this against this team. We made this puck off the break or like uh, stuff it's like the stats we just didn't have before I guess it, the stuff that's hard to remember in such a way when you're out there doing it yeah yeah most definitely um because we had a coach we still have a coach his name's Adam who you know Adam like right I believe so yeah he, uh, he coached us last year but it was his first year ever coaching and um he's at the same like you know playing level as all of us he's never played pro so he's just doing the best he can with what he has uh, so having someone come in from like the pro circuit who like uh, just knows the game of paintball was just so refreshing and like he was putting us in places we maybe wouldn't normally be to like but it's going to be interesting well and and when CEP was a team he was a, a, a large part of that team he basically ran the team yeah was the coach player. Right. He was their Nick Laval, if you will. That was our original coach player. Yeah. So, I guess kind of back to 187. So, Nick went over to Impact. That was pretty early. You guys kept going. When did you guys merge with the Rebel guys? Was that, I feel like that was kind of recent, like two yeah, years Yeah, so it wasn't even like your classic merge. It wasn't like, hey, like we're kind of collapsing. Exactly. That's a classic merge, That's a baby. classic merge. We retained like at least six of those dudes. Exactly like that. So, our, But our, our merge was a little messier. It was a little longer. It wasn't like... So we folded as a team. Okay. And I think two of our guys, I think it was Mantoni and Josh Pike. I think Pike was the first one to go over. And they played with Rebo for a couple events. I played with AC Dallas. Matt Durrell was playing with Damage. Um, Sloviak went and played. You played with AC Dallas? I played That's with cool. AC Dallas. I didn't, um, I didn't get a lot of spins. But it was a fun environment. I learned a lot playing with them. And all really, really great guys. Uh, I still support that team quite a bit. Like, just, in you know, in spirit. Yeah. I don't really support them financially or anything like that. That's good. That'd be a <laughs> right? strange decision. But, um... What was I saying? Ah, oh, shoot, we were rambling. We got into... So you guys, the long merge with Rambo. Yes, 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 yes. The long <laughs> merge. So we all were basically playing throughout that season on different teams. Okay. Uh, halfway through that season, I think it was after Atlantic City, uh, I told AC Dallas I was done. I was, gonna, I was out. I'm not flying out there anymore. It's, it's a lot. That's it's a just, lot, yeah. It was just too much on me. Um, and I didn't really, like, see the results on the field, and my dad was getting all upset about it. So I was just like, I'm out. I'm going to play closer to home. Um, and I knew I had that option on the table with Rebo. Pike was there already hitting me up all the time, being like, hey, man, 
them get it here. Yeah. So I played with them then. Uh, we ended up picking up Matt Tarullo. We got Max Trailer. Uh, we scooped up a lot of people. Max was playing with Infamous during this long merge. Um, Max so had, Trailer was? Yep. Damn, yeah. I don't know anything we about had, the pros. We had guys, we had guys everywhere. Okay. Okay. We spread, like, 187 spread out like a shotgun after yeah. we got. Um, I forget what Dan was doing. Maybe he wasn't playing. Zaleski, so I didn't actually see him play this weekend. Is he not playing Vegas? He is not playing Vegas. Okay, what's the reason for that? Uh, he had stuff planned, personal stuff. Okay. So he's just not going to be able to make the tournament. But he was able to make the practice, and he's he's a good team player, so he came down to help uh, Pat put together stats and stuff for Saturday. Yeah, I didn't know he was transitioning to a coaching role, but he's going to play the rest of the season. I believe so. Okay. As much as he can. You know, you know, life gets in the way eventually. Yeah, for sure. Luckily for me, I have uh, I have a girlfriend and a dog and a pretty flexible job where I get like five, 21 days of PTO. So, that is awesome. Yeah, it's a European company. And it uh, it makes it really easy to play paintball because it's hard. Like, so one of our dudes, Ryan Hallwell, just switched to like a job where he's working Saturdays. So he didn't play yesterday. And then he drove from Cleveland, Ohio after work, slept in a parking lot last night at like four in the morning and then woke up at like six in the morning or whatever to drive the rest of the way to this practice and it's like what a madman yeah that's insane he did it by himself after work like why would that just crazy no I couldn't yeah I never would and I think next weekend we're going to Virginia and Josh Lehman has to work Saturday as well um, at some event and he's doing the same thing but Virginia's even farther Jesus. it's like dude if I couldn't make a day like so last year I don't know if you remember um, I'm sure you did we played at Fox 4 you guys yep. Heat and Katana and, that was uh, a good practice. That was a ton of fun. I'd never been to Fox Fork before that. And a lot of perks. It was 40 minutes from my house. So I didn't need to fly anywhere or drive any crazy distances. And um, and it was just those three teams. Yeah, it was like private. Grinding it, it was super private. Yeah. I love Fox Fork practices because they are literally, it's you and whomever you want to play against all day long for as long as you'd like. Yeah. And we were just spinning. And I think I actually got really lucky. So Katana only had five dudes coming. And so, like, that weekend, my team was going to Kentucky, and there are no flights there that are under $400. They would all get me in, like, midday, Saturday, or, like, have some crazy connection. I'm just like, garbage. Yeah. Not I was like, guys, I just cannot. I just can't make that. Like, I don't have. I mean, I, have, I just don't, don't want to spend $400. The value's not there. Yeah. That's the problem. To get there half with you Saturday, and it's like, yeah. So, I'm like, I'm going to try and find a local team to play with. So, I literally hit up every single person I knew that was going to be playing in or around the Boston area. And um, I don't know how I heard about it, but somebody was like, oh, Katana's coming to play. Um, they had it wrong. They said Impact in Revo at Fox 4. And I was like, oh, well, I kind of know those Katana guys from my asylum days, so I'll just see if I can hop on with them. So I text them up, and uh, he's like, he does a background check on me. He's like, let me get your APA number. So oh, he looks at, he's like, I'm not going to pick this kid up and be shit. He looks at my app, he's like, yeah, you can practice. Yeah, you can practice. <laughs> yeah, I was like, thank God. It was it was 100 bucks all I could shoot. I don't know what you know they paid, but I just gave them $100 for the weekend. They're like, is that fair? I'm like, that's amazingly fair to me. Like, this is the yes. best pricing I've ever paid. So. Very fair. So that was a ton of fun. I learned a lot playing against uh, just you guys and Heat for just two days, like with six dudes. Um, so that was a ton of fun. We've sidetracked again, but that's all right. Uh, so last year, Revo played at Paintball Adventure Park, and actually, like all the years, they've been around really. Yeah. But in Drop Zone, who is now Level, has been coming out to Pat for years. Um, so what year did so you join Revo? 
last year or the year before? The year before? What year are we in? Or the year before that? We're in we're, 20. We're in 2020. Yup. Vegas is two weeks away. <laughs> yes, it is. So you joined in 2018? I believe I joined mid-2017. But it might have been 2018. I'm not okay. sure. I'd have to go and look at some records. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to have to. That's not super important, though. But So you were driving all the way. So the drive for... Uh, so me and Eddie only live about maybe 45 minutes apart. So the drive to Pap is about eight to nine hours. Eight hours at least. Yeah, and if you leave, like, so Lucky. what I started doing, I was stopping in Philadelphia because I had a friend that lived there. So it was six hours to Philly. So I'd stay there overnight. Because, like, dude, driving all the way to Pap after work and getting there at, like, three in the morning and sleeping in, like, I know, like, we slept at, um, you know, Ian from eighteen. Yeah. We would all sleep at his house, like, all ten of us. So... Getting in at three in the morning, getting four hours of yep, crap sleep, on a couch. And waking up to play bracky is is a bad practice. Terrible. Don't get good practice. Yeah, and that's what some of our guys still did this event. I think most of us got in earlier, but like, I mean, I drove in Saturday morning for this one, yeah. but I mean, it was good. I got to sleep on the way in. Yeah, that's always nice. Yeah, got chauffeured. Yeah, so you rode with Tarula. Uh, I rode with my dad. Oh, okay. Where was he, he this weekend? He came down just for Saturday. Uh, just to talk shop with the guys at, at Top Gun because we're running the Foxball series out of here as well. Oh, out of Top Gun? Yeah, we're running a Foxball back in uh, back at Fox Four. Okay. And then we're running a Foxball series out here at Top Gun. Really? Yes. So are those going to be like correlated at all? Or I believe there is some talk of correlated finals, um, like uh, teams that make it out of here and teams that make it out of there and putting them together. Okay. Um, but other than that, I don't think there's like interplay. I don't think there's like league format style where they're going to come and make this long-ass journey. I think the point is to set it up away so they don't have to drive as far that makes sense. for such a product. Yeah. So, to what I understand, uh, fast route available, you know we're taking that. Alright, two miles, gotta get off. So, from what I understand, I've never played Foxball, but it's a different format, maybe, than normal? It's closer to, thing. yeah, it's closer to, like, your traditional X-Ball. Okay. Like, what X-Ball was when it became X-Ball. So like halves or? 15 minutes. There's no halves, uh, but it's like 15 minutes stop clock for the last five, I think it is. What do you mean stop clock for the last five? So when you score a point, um, the time ticks off the 30 seconds, uh, something like that. The, the time doesn't stop in the dead time. It used to be like that. I don't know if it's still that way. I can't even grasp that. So if you hit the buzzer, yeah. an additional 30 seconds is going to run off? Something like that. That sounds crazy. Yeah, it was weird. Either way, it's, it's one long match. There's no stop point. There's no race two number. Okay. I want to say it was 20-minute matches. Yeah. What a, what's a pro match nowadays? 18 or is it 20? Not 20. I want to say it's 18 if not 16. I know it's shorter than it feels. Yeah. Oh, this is New York right here. This is Great Skyline View. That's what it looks like. Yeah, I've never played. Everyone um, raves about Foxwell from what I've heard. It's a good time, and, we, you know, we have a competent refing staff for the most part, and you get to shoot your gun real fast. Oh, is it 15? Uh, it was at one point, but I think we've turned it down to regular 10, 10 5. Okay. <laughs> so there's, like, um, three, kind of like three leagues in New England, right? There's, like, the Boston Paintball League. Yep. And the Foxwell League. Yep. And then I think Matt's does one. Yeah, OPS. So I ref, last year, I refed at Boston Paintball all year, mm -hmm. uh, just because I was trying to, like, 
not spend, I mean, Boston's expensive to live in, so I, I was paying out the ass for rent, and I was trying to just supplement my paintball income, so I would ref on the weekends, make a hundred bucks a weekend, and then I'd ref the events, um, get a little bit more than that, but like the ex ref and expo is terrible. Oh, it's awful. So, I used to head ref for the Foxball events. Really? Yeah. I'll do that a while. A couple years now, yeah. at least. Oh, you still do it? No, I'm okay. done. I'm out. You scorekeeper anything? Uh, no. I'm probably going to go and take photos. Hit me up if you want photos. <laughs> I'll charge very little. Cool. Yeah, you, were you taking any photos this weekend or just playing? No, I forgot my camera. Ah. Yeah, I was pissed. And I probably won't bring it out to practice next weekend either. Just because I want to be focused and, and attention. Yeah, that makes sense because, you know, Vegas and all that. But, uh, you guys are going to damage next weekend? We are. Nice. Yes. Any other teams or just you and them? I believe it's just us and them in like a private style format. I, for some reason, through the grapevine, heard the ML Kings might be there. Okay. But I think we're going to just set up on our own field and just clash heads for all the day. Gotcha. Are they still at CFP? Yes. Yes. Yeah. That's where they play the uh, college championships, college baseball championships. Yep. So I, I used to go to that field every year for that at nice. CPA. It's not bad. I mean, it's, it's sandy. But like that's it all. Is, it's, it'll fuck your gun up if yeah. you dive into it. But it's that's all Florida, you know. Yep. That's the whole state. Yeah. So that'll be it. That's where they had the most recent ICPL too. Yeah, and uh, infamous one there, right? Yes. Yes. Did yes, you yes. play that? I did play. Oh, nice. Did you play with uh, Fox Four Dark Side? Oh, okay. Cool. I wore their jersey all weekend. I was wondering what jersey you were wearing. It's just black. I was like, yeah, oh. super dark, super dark camo. Yeah. What, uh, how'd you guys do? Uh, not great. So what's, like, the format for ICPL? So I'm not, like, familiar. I know it's hyperball and woods ball. Yep, hyperball, woods ball, and then a different ball. Uh, a different ball? <laughs> yeah, could, could be mountains field. Could okay. be what they call hybrid fields, which is, like, there's a duck trench on one side, oh, a really? hybrid type, like, tubing on the other one, and then, like, trees and, like, That's it's like a mix sweet. of all the fields. That's pretty cool. But I would say Moundsfield is probably my favorite. Yeah, the mountains are pretty sick. It's so intense. Uh, are you guys playing the one, in, what's the one in Pittsburgh, the Iron State Classic? Yeah, oh yeah. Do you get on that? Yeah, I think we got two teams for that. Oh, wow. It's crazy. That thing sells out in four minutes. Yeah. It's insane. It's easily the funnest paintball event of the year, though, for the most part. Really? Yeah, it has been, like, two, three years running. I didn't plan on going, but uh, Logan Arnold actually got us a spot, so, like, I might have to go. It's worth it. Yeah. It's no pressure paintball. See, it's worth it to me, but it's not worth it to my girlfriend who I spend a large amount of time that is um, fair. away for these events. Like, you know, weeks, weeks on end. We have two roommates who work with me. Yep. Uh, so she's like in the house alone with these like two guys that, you know, she doesn't really know as well. She knows them better now that we've been living with them for several months, but um, and we got she's watching two dogs this weekend. So it's like for me to be like, hey babe, like I want to go to Pennsylvania to play this paintball event that doesn't really like matter towards like my, my overall paintball goal of like being a good pro team i just want to have fun and drink beer with my friends in pittsburgh and then that's, that's where the argument flies out the window yep <laughs> yeah it's like no. yeah I'm, i can't do your that's weekend. why you gotta you gotta bring her with you yeah she's never been to one of these she's coming to vegas for one day um so we're gonna so we're playing nrg and nyx next weekend in virginia and then I'm flying from Richmond, Virginia, straight to Los Angeles. And I'm going to be in uh, Los Angeles Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. And then Thursday morning, I'm going to drive to Vegas. Very cool. Yeah. And then we're playing. Sounds fun. Yeah, it should be a good time. My roommate from Kentucky lives there. 
Uh, and I haven't seen her, and I actually can't remember the last time I saw her. So I was like, the first year I ever did Vegas, I flew to San Diego first and did a whole week in San Diego. And my neighbor from my hometown lives in San Diego. And uh, him and I drove together to Vegas and he pitted for us. That was the first year I ever played semi-pro. So that was like, the drive is sweet. It's just like desert and mountains and there's like, oh, not beautiful. Yeah. And there's like lookout points you can kind of stop at and like, you know, look over things. And uh, there's not like a lot going on because it's a lot of desert, but like, there's cool stops. There's some cool canyons and stuff. Yeah. Right. Have you been out west? Not a lot besides Mayball. Yeah. The, uh, the irony of paintball is, like, you go to these cool places. Oh, yeah. And But you never, like, get to go to the places. like. And whenever you do have time to go to the places, you're burnt out as hell from yeah. paintball, so you're tired. You don't want to go to the places. Yeah. Like, literally yesterday, my... So, a girl lived with us in Boston. She's a traveling nurse. Mm-hmm. She Her boyfriend lives here in Philly. That's usually who I stay with when I was driving to um, PAP last year. And she was in town with him this weekend in Philadelphia, which is, like, less than an hour from where we were practicing. And I was like, oh, cool, like, I'll come, you know, meet you guys in Philly for a drink, like, we'll go out, whatever. And then literally 8 o'clock rolls around last night, and she, you know, texts me, oh, hey, we're at this bar, like, we got a group of people, come on out. And I'm like, yeah, we played for six and a half hours today, like, I'm not driving one, I, I can't, no. I cannot drive one hour to Philadelphia, find this place, drink beer for two plus hours, and then drive one hour back to this motel that I'm like, definitely not, not gonna happen. quality in, but, yeah, so it's just like, Every year we've been to Dallas, I've never actually been to the city of Dallas. I've yep. only been to that racetrack. Yep. The problem is... There's some good food out that way, though. Yeah. The problem is we'd always make Sunday. And I was like, guys, just lose so we can see the city. But no one, ever, no one was on board with it. Yeah, nobody ever throws the towel. Nah, it's bullshit. So, um, <laughs> I mean, kind of going into the pro division, right? I'm kind of like, ooh, what do we... Maybe... Maybe Saturday night plans? Nah. Maybe? Nah, you book a winning flight. I've, yeah, always, right. I've always found it's better to book a flight that lets you play finals. Oh, yeah. My flight's Monday morning. And switch it if you need to. Yep. My flight's definitely Monday morning. I'm, like, totally realistically, I think we can go 2-2 two and two, um, in our in this first event. Because we have Aftermath, who... They're on a bit of a losing streak. Yep. And they just lost Frank Anstitz Masso to you guys. Yep. Who was, like, one of their better players. He was playing great this weekend. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's pretty cool. I like that guy. I've, I've never really interacted with him much before this weekend. But. Yeah, no, this was basically my first weekend with him as well. I, I haven't uh, talked to him too much outside of when he played with Aftermath in passing, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't pass him because I've been on a semi-pro field. <laughs> but, um... Okay, Vegas, yeah. So we have Aftermath, who I think we can beat. They just picked up the guys who didn't merge with us from Katana, uh, which was, I want to say, Tim Roberts and Corey, um, and possibly Brian, but I, that's not, I can't remember exactly, but I know they got at least two of the Katana guys, so I know I've played with them against you guys. They're pretty good. So I think that strengthens the roster, having more experienced pros. But they did lose Barga, like mid-season last year or whatever. And he's pretty good. So that plays in our favor than losing against Masso. So I think that is a winnable game. Definitely. Dynasty, I mean, maybe if I, like, so my strategy, I'll just drop some quarters and all of their loaders. We get up 1-0, hide for 14 minutes. That's a winnable game. Now, believe it or not, <laughs> Devil Dogs work better than quarters. Devil Dogs? Devil Dogs. And I know this from experience. What is a Devil Dog? Uh, devil Dog is like the little pastries, the little, uh, little <laughs> chocolate pastries with the frosting inside of them. Oh, like an eclair? Yeah, or a kind of. No, 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 like, but like the, the shitty ones out of the box. Okay. Yeah. Mm. 
they're like a hostess cupcake, but in yeah. a roll form, like in a Swiss roll form. The problem is there'd be no way to sneak that into their pits because they only eat exclusively at Whole Foods. Exactly, it's very difficult to get it in there. Yeah, so that'd but be we did this. We did this back in the day at one of the Boston events. We had two seven-man teams in, okay. and they were going to play each other. Yeah, and one of them was guaranteed in the finals, and one of them was guaranteed to be drinking beer. And so it didn't matter what was going to happen. So the team that was guaranteed to make the finals was like, hey, we're just going to go out with our loaders and we're going to have fun and we'll play the game. And the other team was like, great, we're just going to drink beer and have fun anyway. So we snuck over to their stuff and put half a devil dog into, I believe, four to six loaders. Of the team that was already in finals? Of the team that was already in the finals. Okay. So that was playing us with just their loaders. And we would dump out half the paint, stick the half a devil dog in there, pour paint on top of it so you couldn't tell you could crony in. Okay, yeah, you, you go to the know. box, you yeah. wouldn't know. And literally halfway through the game, there's people yelling, oh my god, I can't shoot it, I can't shoot straight at all, what is happening? And they open their loader and pull out a devil dog and slam it on the ground, they're shouting about it. Dude, that's oh, hilarious. We still lost the game. That's so funny. We still lost the game. <laughs> that's hilarious. But it was very effective. That is an incredibly effective strategy. So for all the kids coming up, now you know, quarters are not the move, Hostess yeah. Devil Dogs. Get like some greasy ass pastry and cram it in there. So, um, you know Carney on our team? Yes, I do. Yeah, so he does an old, a good old fashioned, um, no, I can good old fashioned uh, black dildo in the pod. That'll work. So you're you're playing, you're playing, and you know, it fills it up with paint so you can't tell. You know, you put the, the tip of the uh, dildo up so that'll go straight so into, rockets the into the loader. So it rockets into the loader. Rockets into the loader. So when you don't really notice the weight of a difference of the pod because you're in the middle of a game you're not really focusing on it you're not like oh this pod feels a little heavier slightly heavier than a normal pod oh, you're just like muscling that shit up there because yep. you need the paint and then boom next thing you know there's a big black dildo coming out of your lighter and just you're like dangling there. yep and uh it really impedes the amount of paint you can shoot i would imagine yeah um so that's always a classic one maybe we'll try and hit him with that i don't think tom cole would appreciate that on the webcast that much uh, I'd be surprised. Yeah, I mean, I bet the viewership would go up if. Uh, it would definitely be meme worthy. It would be meme worthy, you know. There's been a lot of good memes out there. So there's obviously when we came into the pro league, it was hella controversial. The memes immediately. Oh yeah, coming. before before like yeah, yeah. right away, like well, within the week, less than five minutes. It was like there's the one. It's like the uh, the two hot chicks. It's like X Factor Impact and the like level. It's a girl with like the swim cap. One like what is he like the not hot chick? <laughs> They're just like looking at her like what's what's this doing here? So that's a pretty solid one. That one of um, have you seen the one of you guys in uh, NYX? Where yes. it's like bro, I almost had you. And yeah, it's like, yeah, bro, you yeah. Have a car. From the what Fast and, Fast and Furious, Furious like twelve. Whichever one it come from. Yeah, you know, I, so many of those movies. I really haven't seen those after Tokyo Drift. I feel like I kind of fell off the franchise. I don't even think I saw that one, to be honest. I should. I heard that one was good. It was good. It didn't include any of the original cast except for the, um, I think, one dude, maybe. Uh, but other than that... But I think that's refreshing. Like, I think that's what they yeah. needed. Yeah, it's like, how many cars can Vin Diesel wreck? A couple of them. Yeah, he's wrecked a lot. I wonder what, like, the budget on a movie like that is. It's pretty funny. Yeah. They, uh... But probably less less forwarded to like CGI and special effects yeah, and stuff. Yeah, that's true. They just shot a movie in Boston with um, I want to say Ryan Reynolds. It's some new movie where he's a video game character. Have you seen that preview? Yes, I think. It was shot. A part of it was shot in the parking garage of our building. So like every that's week, cool. yeah, they'd be like, they'd send a message out like, hey, if you're working here on the weekends, which I never was, so I never had to worry about it. They're like, there's gonna be a movie being filmed, so like you might not 
have access. Park. Yeah, like yeah. you can't park here. Like you'll have to get into to the building a different way. <coughs> um, and then over in some of the other parts, of like the city, it was being filmed in. So that's kind of cool. Uh, but our third match is against, I guess, your former team, AC Dallas. Yes. Um, and I feel like those guys probably check their equipment before they play. So I don't know if the eclairs in the uh, yeah, and they got the pit. They got the pit like ready to roll. Lockdown. Plenty of people there. Plenty of extra guns. Yeah, uh, I don't think you can get the quarters in their loaders. Probably not. Nope. Um, uh, but they're they're definitely uh, they're a team that'll play you close. They don't. They're not the most aggressive team in the yeah. past anyway. They like to play fields in a very controlled manner and, and take control of the field. Which can allow for a closer game. And a closer yeah. game, I've always said, if you think you're the better team, you want to go out and play as many points as you can, as quick as you can. Right. Because chances are, you flip that coin, you're going to win. If you think the odds are really in your favor, you want to roll the dice as many times as you can. Yeah. So I think our strategy is going to be to roll the dice as little as we can. Exactly. <laughs> that's 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 the flip side of that coin. Is, yeah. Is if you, if you believe the other team may be superior... A one two point match is exactly what you want. It gives you the chance to break open one point and put a W up. Yeah. Yeah, that's what one thing um Jerule actually said to me last weekend. He was like, if you're if you for somehow can come into the first point and it comes down to a one on one, like do not engage. Take as much time off the clock as you can. Yes. If you're like hundred percent agree with against that. like Dynasty or like AC, like one of the teams, I'm like, dude, like we're playing a bunch of points against these guys, it more like just statistically probably isn't gonna go our way. So he said if you can draw like draw that down and then engage at like a minute thirty, you know, like obviously they're gonna be trying to shoot you the whole time, but it'll always increase your odds. Yeah, if you and then like say you lose that one on one and there's a minute left, well you can do some crazy Russian play and just like run at him and who knows? Like you guys ran a play today where you were just like ran a dude shooting down the snakes and he shot two players. Yeah, it's like anything can happen in one minute. Yeah, I think Jack did that like three times today. Yeah, <laughs> well suspect we had. Super we had someone in the corner shooting on the tape, so suspect how I got too far, but that's all right. <laughs> that practice paint, man, squirrely. Dude, that practice paint was squirrely. Was it, who makes that paint? That's just, it was Smart Parts branded paint. I don't know what that paint was. It's it shot all right. Yeah, it's pretty good, and the breakability wasn't bad, I thought. Breakability was really good. Yeah. I got, like, grazers on my arms that would break. Yeah. But I think the weather is what messed it up a little bit the first day. It was Because the second day was a lot better. Yeah cold paint just the gelatin inside will like get dense and occasionally it'll happen on just half the ball yeah so it will like right throw off the weight yeah, yeah i'd be like shooting a stream and it'd be like <laughs> and then uh our fourth match is um infamous who you said trailer played for infamous what are these people he did yes i have no idea what's happening there jesus is this street we're still driving, so our car is detoured. We were on a highway, but so we drive right through New York City to get back to the Boston area, and our car has detoured us, or our GPS, not the car, I'm not driving a Tesla. Um, <laughs> we're on some side street now in New York, avoiding the George Washington Bridge, it looks like, which is a terrible bridge. If you ever have to drive on it, try not to, because it sucks. Yep. Not a lot of good options. No. And our fourth match is, uh, Infamous, who I also think we can beat. I mean, they went 0-4 at Cup. They did pick up Harrison Fry, good player. They also picked up Greg Sewers, another good player. Thought that was a good pickup. And they picked up one more dude who's, I can't quite recall. They but, picked up a couple of people. Yeah. yeah. So they made three pickups that definitely strengthened their roster. But my thought is, all right, our dudes have been playing together for years. Mm -hmm. These dudes are playing together for 
four, maybe five days. You know, maybe, you know, maybe we'll be able to, they're just not quite as fine-tuned. It's like when the, when the Ironmen stacked their roster and, like, they had an adjusting period. The adjusting period. So that is what I am hoping for with Infamous, and I'm hoping that we can squeak that out. It's definitely know? doable. Yeah. I mean, every game is winnable. Like, I've seen the Outlaws beat X-Factor. It's not going to happen every time, but it, it happens. If it couldn't happen, we wouldn't play the games. Yeah, exactly. We'd just go right to the finals. Yeah. But it can happen, and that's why we play. All right, so yeah, tell me about... Um, so, this might be an interesting cut. The podcast just stopped recording at like 40 minutes. So, we are pressing play on a second section here, but we're still kind of rolling. Back from intermission. Back from intermission. We are detouring through New York. We just passed a nice scenic overlook of the skyline in New York City to our right. Looks like we've avoided the bridge successfully, um, and we're still heading towards towards Mass. So, um, but talk to me a little bit about your roster this year and what kind of your goals are for the year and where you see Revo going. Oh, I also want to talk about the name change. That the whole name change. Yeah, let's get into that first. Cause All right, we can talk about the name change. So we were everybody was on board. Somehow we had sold Henry and the gang on switching back over to one eight seven and playing as 187 crew again. Uh, we're gonna be Baltimore 187. We had all the logos and everything done up. It was all set and ready to go and in place. And we just got a call one day from the league that said, hey, you can't just do that. If you're gonna change your name, it's gonna cost us money to switch things around and, and change stuff, so there's a fee to do that. And this fee is $5,000. We decided that $5,000 would be better spent, getting better, so we can win an event, and it doesn't matter what name you win under, so we decided to stay Baltimore Revenue. That's probably a smart move. Oh, definitely. Financially speaking, it, it makes no sense to switch our name at that point. Yeah. So they, I think we did pay that $5,000, not like oh, us yeah. as players, but... but um, and as, when you're merging into an organization, you wouldn't want to just play under a completely different name. See... For no reason. Well, if you think about it, so like you know how like the second our merger came out, the internet just like exploded oh, yeah. with like what is <laughs> happening. I think if we would have just not oh, there's another overlook from this. Damn, that's a sick one. Oh wow. Uh, I think if we would have just like gone under PC Katana, like yeah, maybe it wouldn't have been as fun as exploding the internet because like people wouldn't have even noticed us. But like we could have easily just played as PC Katana for sure and not told anybody and just be like oh PC Katana just, just picked, picked up, up a bunch of new guys yeah picked up a bunch of new guys like that's what any pro team does that's what I mean Aftershock for years rotated their roster lots of guys yeah and they just kept the same name and it's like if we would have just gone and played as PC Katana nobody would have batted an eyebrow nope so but then there's another one too there's a what is it NRG NRG boom yes yeah and they nobody really raised a stink about that first I think no they kind of lumped them in with your situation yeah because they did it first they like day after World Cup or maybe even day of World Cup um, oh that's when that deal went down yeah it was okay. like yeah I don't know the exact time it was very quickly after they were like energy and boom are now merged but I didn't I thought they were keeping the boom name but they changed it to energy yes. which uh, I think people are upset about that but they are actually retaining what looked to be a good amount of players. Okay. That's good. At least four. A bunch of those boom guys were talented. Yeah. And they picked up Jared Lackey, 
I think, to that energy squad. That's good for him. And one other pro. I saw, I looked at the roster, and there was one other pro whose name escapes me, who I don't remember who he played for, but he's on that team as well. So they have, like, seven existing pros. Very cool. Yeah. But, yeah, so Revo's roster. So you got Frank, Jack. Um, Jack, Jake. Jack and Jake. Yep. Which, Jake's the younger kid? Jake's the younger kid. Okay. And then his dad comes along with it? Yep. Okay. He, he's helped organizing, um, basically managing the team. Okay. That's cool. And then any other new pickups? New pickups? Yeah. None that come to mind except for Coach Pat. Coach Pat, yeah. Pat Sherman. Yeah. That's a good guy. And then the rest of the roster is you. Yep. Drula, all returning. Me, Matt, Max. Yeah. Dan, Pike, Henry, Steve. Guys, that total? Uh, I think we're at 11. We're at 10 or 11, something like that. What do you think the optimal number for a paintball team is? Nine. Nine to ten. Nine to ten? Why do you think that? Um, You need to be able to get people going and into a rhythm and not like get cold legs. Yeah. And you need to be able to be flexible enough to say, hey, you're not having a great day. Here's the bench. Yeah. So not everybody has a great day every day. Just doesn't. I would say I think eight's a good number. We have eleven, which I like. All our guys, we're all friends. Um, I don't, we wouldn't cut anyone, but I think if you could, like, well, how many does Impact have? They have ten, or they have eight? I don't know where their current roster sits. Didn't they lose a couple guys? They did. Or they lost a couple guys. They lost Greg. Yeah, that all works with them. And then Rosati, yeah, Rosati went back to NYX. Um, do you guys talk to Rosati at all? We have talked to Rosati. Yes. Yeah. He's a good player. Yeah, he is. But I think NYX is just closer to him, and he knows all those guys already. It's an easy match, yeah. Yeah. He's, he's still in school, so it's like a quick drive from campus. Uh, and they picked up the two Ironmen, Spica and Reese. Yes, 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 yes. Oh, they lost Brussel back, too. To, yeah. um, Where's he playing? Uh, uh, Uprising. Oh, oh cool. Yeah. So here here's one thing about Pro that I'm... Uh, that I think is going to be a bigger learning curve than we expect. So Uprising dominated semi-pro for like two straight years. Like they won eight out of ten events. I mean, sorry if I'm wrong, Uprising guys, but like it might have been ten out of ten. Somewhere between, we'll make it even broader, somewhere between seven and ten out of ten events, I think they won. They were just, yeah, an obvious true presence. Yeah. And then they came to pro, and it's like now, like this year, I mean, they've made, they were consistently they were playing on Sunday. sick last year, yeah. especially near the end of That's, it. They yeah. were playing really well. It's like, those dudes were at the top of semi-pro. Granted, we were, like, fifth place. We made it to the finals twice last year. So, like, you know, we're not at the bottom. <laughs> we weren't, like, a shit semi-pro team. But these dudes were dominant. And it took them how many years to be, like, I mean, now they're, I don't know if you'd call them a consistent Sunday team, but, like, you see them on Sunday way more than you used to. Absolutely. So, the, uh, I think the hardest part of this next year will be enduring the year. Because, like, everyone on the team is used to, like, playing on Sunday and winning or we wouldn't be here <clears throat> it is a hard transition to make and now we're going to go into a year of like realistically probably not playing on Sunday a whole lot a lot of tough battles yeah <clears throat> and it's like every shot so much more important every call every snap every death it's like those opportunities to like to shoot you guys like that's you know, it's like that so always oh we're in, this is welcome to New York. 
cruising right along. Yeah. Um, so what are your expectations for Revo this year? So there was, an, talking about memes again real quick, there is the meme that's like, uh, you guys are always drinking beer Sunday afternoons, but you guys were a top, yeah. <laughs> your top six team, right? Like all your finishes last year were sixth or higher or? Um, no, I don't believe so. I'd like to argue that too. That would be great. But I believe we were mostly like just making Sunday and then getting knocked out a lot. Okay. Like first round knockouts, which was the tragedy. Yeah. I'd like to at least play for it once, if not win it once this year. Um, like the, the W. Yeah. The real one. Oh, yeah. And I could see it happening. I definitely could. I think you guys have a stronger roster than you ever have before. Like, you yeah, guys look sharp. I love all the pickups. Oh, Zupa. Speaking of Zupa, our, our roster, we didn't talk about Zupa. That, yeah, because yeah, we got him right near the end of last year. Yeah, or all last season. He was at that katana practice I was at. Yup. He's a baller. Yeah, I love he having Zoop on the team. He brings a lot of energy to the squad, too. Very yeah, high energy. High energy happy. person. Where's he at? At Chicago? Yes. Okay. So where is, like, you're in Massachusetts. Mm-hmm. is in Mass. Trailer's in Mass. Yep. Um, you said Pike's in Connecticut? Pike and Danner in Connecticut. Okay. And then... Jake is from the Jersey area, I believe... And Jack, he was living in Vegas last I heard, was out really? in Nevada. Yeah, and then and I, he might, may have moved since then. I'm unsure. Okay. And then um, the Maryland guys are... All Maryland for the most part. Henry yeah. and Sense and Stevens Omeris. Yeah. So, yeah, so I think the Top Gun is obviously way better for, for you and I this year to drive to. Oh, my God, yeah. So that nine-hour drive is just the worst. And then you're flying to Florida next week. I'm flying to Virginia because that'd be like a twelve-hour drive. Oh God, no! This is too far. Yeah, I mean, I fly to Ohio for the practices, but that'd still be like, even when I go to the Ohio practices, so it's too expensive to fly into Columbus. This is a shit entrance ramp. What the hell is this? Yeah, there's no space there. We're still driving, by the way. Um, we got three more hours in the car. The podcast won't be another three hours. It might be, but I would highly doubt it. You never know. Um, Stick around and find out. Yeah. Uh, so when I fly into Cleveland, I we practice in Columbus, right? And I fly to Cleveland, and then I get there like some odd hour on a Friday night, like midnight, or like the flights are almost always delayed because it's the last flight of the night. So I'll get there anywhere between my scheduled time of 10.30 p.m. and like 2 in the morning. Yep. And then... So I'm from the Cleveland area. If I get in at a reasonable time, Hallwell will come get me and I'll stay at his house. But if the time is just like completely unreasonable, like it's 1.30 in the morning, like I'm not gonna make him come get me. So I'll Uber to my parents' house and just like use our garage code to get in. And then I sleep on this little cot because like I've moved out, uh, my other brother's moved out. So like, you know, they're basically empty nesters. So they got rid of the stuff in our rooms because I haven't lived there since I was like 22. So they, but they had to have a cot in my dad's office. So I just sleep on that. It's super uncomfortable. And then we'll wake up hella early at like 6, 7 in the morning, which I guess is not super early, but coming off a early enough, yeah, two off a flight. Big drive, yeah, or a big flight. And then I'll drive from Cleveland to Columbus, which is two and a half hours oh. to practice. So it's a two-hour flight, 30-minute drive to either my parents or a 40-minute drive to Ryan's. And then another two. And then another two-and-a-half-hour yeah. drive to practice. Jesus. Yeah, it's brutal. And that was all of last year, but... This year we're um, 
we're trying to travel a lot more for practice. Uh, we it's ha- good to do that. Yeah. It's fun. Uh, it's more expensive, obviously, like getting a hotel room, driving. Like, I mean, it's two tanks of gas, take down, take back. Um, you got to eat. Like, every single meal is eating out. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's definitely not easy. No. But it, it's where you get the best looks, and, and seeing different teams is crucial to learning how a field layout plays and how you need to perform differently. Yeah. Just seeing the same teams over and over again at your local field, you don't learn the same you all learn the, t- the same tendencies. Yeah. You need to branch out. In in Ohio, um, we need to build our scene better because there's just, like, a gap. Like, I mean, we've been steadily advancing through the ranks. Um, as you, like, you weren't always with the Rebo guys. We've we, coming out to Rebo for years, the organization had. Mm-hmm. And, you know, D4, D3, D2, semi-pro, pro. But there's no other team in Ohio like us that has been doing that. Um, nobody else is above like a D four level right now. Like I'm not saying there's no D three players in Ohio. Like they could probably play a local D three event and do fine. But there's not like a team you could put into a D three. Like a built organization. Yeah, there's no like. But we're starting to get one. We have a lot of younger guys right now, like uh, uh, Colton Dahl. There's like I don't know. There's all these younger kids, like aged like twelve, to, like nineteen. And I started playing when I was fourteen that are, like, starting to play, and we call them the green beans, because they're, like, you know, little kids. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, and they're building. Green. Yeah, they're building yeah. there. And our colors are green. Um, and they're building a D4 team. And it's, like, you know, I started playing with uh, two guys from my high school when I was 14. I met on the soccer team. We made a little three-man team. Nice. And we just ended a little three-man event, and we met three other kids that were roughly our age, like, you know, 15, 16, 17. And they had a three-man team. Actually, their dad was like, oh, you guys should all play together. Like, you're all the same age. You guys are out here all the time. Let's make a bigger team. So their dad pushed us to make a five-man team. So we started our first five-man team in D4 five-man. And uh, that's how I started playing tournament paintball. We just kind of continued from there. Most, I don't think any of those guys, um, one, two of them actually live within college. One still plays. Uh, the other one, and nobody else plays from that team anymore. But Yeah, people drop off. It's hard, dude. It's hard to, like... <coughs> it's time-consuming. It's super time-consuming. Sport is so time-consuming. It, like, beats up your body and the long drives. And it's, like, literally people, like, trying to hit you up on the weekends and do normal people things, and you're, like... Don't have time for normal people things yeah. anymore. Like, I'm, like, oh, I'm in New Jersey this weekend. What are you doing? Playing paintball. I'm in Virginia next weekend. What are you doing? Playing paintball. Oh, what are you doing the weekend after that? Oh, I'm in Vegas. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, I'm playing paintball. Yeah, that's oh. paintball. Yeah, like, they're, like, wait, 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 do you do anything normal? Like... Yeah. Yeah, we eat dinner. Yeah, right? We go to sleep sometimes. I work a Monday through Friday. I, I go to the gym. Uh, you know, normal stuff, but... But then it, I weekend. Yeah, then I play baseball. Yep. And, uh, it's, you know, it's time away from family, friends, girlfriends, uh, any any other adult thing you can be doing, like laundry and meal prepping. Like, coming back from these long weekends, I'm a big, like, meal prepper, pretty frugal guy usually. So mm-hmm. I try and uh, save money by making lunch every day. But... When I get home from this long ass drive, uh, I'm not fucking. I'm not meal prepping no. the next day. I'm getting you know get Chipotle or something. Yeah. Right and you gotta like pack your gym bag for the morning. You gotta get your work clothes together. It's very disruptive. Yeah, yeah. It's hugely disruptive. Um, so it's it's a really tough lifestyle to maintain, especially if you're like really interested in other things. Like if you're like super passionate about this, which I mean I think obviously we both work, so we both made it all the way as far as you can go. Mm-hmm. 
then you can do it. But like a lot of people, I don't think they like lose that passion or they can't afford it or I don't know. I don't know what happens. Oh, there's a lot of barriers. Yeah, there are. Or it's not easy to make it a family. Yeah. And I think one, I don't know this 100%, but I think one of the reasons we were able to kind of like, you know, merge to the pro team is because there's not really a pro scene in the Midwest. There's the Outlaws who are in Indiana, yep. and then there's San Diego, Chicago, Aftershock Map, who are from Chicago-ish area, I guess. Um, but there's nothing in Ohio, and the MSXL draws like from a huge area. People come to play that local event. Yep. So now there's like a pro team that people can be like, oh, they can gravitate towards. Yeah, you can like. We can go to this field. There's pro players there. There's a real chance you can get on this team and become pro. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think and just the chance to learn from a professional caliber team. Yeah. It's nice. Yeah, it's huge. So yeah, they, growing up, I never had that. The highest thing we had was we had a semi-pro team. Well, it was D1 back then. Mm-hmm. Uh, called Skyline. They were out of Virginia. I don't know if you ever heard of them. Can't recall. Yeah, Skyline Paintball. They played in the D1, the PSP, and five of those dudes played out of our local home field, and we would play against them. And that was like, those are the best players around. But now we, now we are those guys, you know. So it's uh, we have to find a Division Four team to be like, hey man, come on. Yeah, like you guys can do it. Like don't stop. You know, we we just shown you we're from the middle of nowhere. We didn't have any pro teams here. Like. Doable. It's it's doable, but it's your. I mean, how long are you? You said you started when you were ten. Uh, yes, I believe I was ten or eleven when my dad first put a gun in my hand. How old are you now? I am turning thirty this April. Okay, so you've been playing twenty years. Just about twenty years, yeah. Yeah, so I started when I was fourteen, and I am turning twenty-eight this year. So I've been playing fourteen years, and just made it pro for fourteen years. <laughs> yep, it it was a journey to get to pro. Been there for a little while now. I can't recall the the exact number of years I'm playing pro. He's been pro for so long and all blends together. Ah, uh, there's pros out there longer than I. Yeah, I mean, there's there's lifers out there in the pro league, man. I mean, Greenspan is like, you can't even tell how old he is, but he's been playing for probably as long as as long as he can remember. I imagine. Mm-hmm. But, uh, so what? Man, we've been really rambling. That's all right. What are your expectations for Revo this year? What would you, obviously, to get a win? I'd love to get a win, or at least play for a win. I'd like to be on that final stage. Okay. That's that's the goal, is to get one good look at the final shot. Yeah. Do you, and you don't know who you are playing the first event? Um, I know we play NYX. I forget the most of our schedule, but I have to look at it. All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to scat real quick while Eddie looks up who he plays so we can keep yeah. going entertained. Just kidding, I'm not going to do that. So what we're doing now, we are on a round, not a roundabout, some kind of highway yeah, merging. A lot of construction. A lot of construction. We are in New York, not, we've passed the city of, you know, New York City. Uh, so we're just in the state of New York heading towards Connecticut, and then we'll come up into Boston. Um, I don't even know if we mentioned this really. We just, we played a two-day practice at uh, uh, Top Gun Paintball. So shot a Top Gun, uh, brand new turf field. It's amazing. Where I was going with the whole, um, we don't have any other divisional teams. Is there are two semi-pro teams that play at a Top Gun? There's the 
Well, there's actually three, right? There's the Jesters, the yep. Semi Pro. There's New Jersey Supreme, Supreme yep. who play Semi Pro. And there was a third one, right? Trenton something? Is that a new team? Uh, I believe they're bringing back Trenton Union, yeah. Okay. And they're going to play Semi Pro as well? I think. That I don't know. Okay. Well, there's at least two Division One teams at your home field that, like, if, yeah, if we don't come out, like, you still have two other teams that are going to play D1, which, like, obviously it's not as good as a pro team and you want to be playing on the pros, but, like, at least you can get those looks. In our field, we don't have that option. We're just playing, like, Division three players at best. So we, like, are not going to get anywhere near the looks. So we have to travel, you know? Like I said, there's no other pro teams near us except for the Outlaws. Um, and they're not going to come to us because I think it's one. Well, yeah, so one thing I'm really hoping to do this first event is do well enough to, like, earn the respect of other Track pro teams. teams yes. Yeah, because, like, you know, we reached out to other pro teams to be like, hey, can we, you know, what are you doing the second weekend? Can we come to you? Like, obviously not inviting anyone to us because we're, we're the bottom of the barrel. Mm-hmm. And we got, like, yeah, man, when you guys earn – you show us you're okay and pro, and we'll let you come out here. It's like, that's fair. Like, I'm not going to be like, oh, wow, those guys are jerks. I'm like, that's a pretty fair response, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, they just don't want to, They want to lack of a better term, waste a weekend. Can't waste yeah. a weekend. And um, the cool thing, I guess, about coming into pro now is we we don't have, like, any expectations. Like, no one's expecting us to come out and, like, win. So we there's no pressure on us. All we have to do is learn every point learn every game and try and get better as quickly as we can to try and close the mental gap. Like we were, I think we were talking about that earlier before the podcast. Like One thing Robbie did for us this weekend was Robbie Goldsmith, our new coach, is try and help us close the mental gap that is evident from pro to semi-pro. And even from the top-tier pro teams to the bottom-tier pro teams. Yep. Um, the quickness that they do, they just digest the game, the field, the way it's breaking down are able to react is so much faster than your traditional semi-pro player for the most part. Yeah. Like, so Amaro was giving us a lot of tips after each point, and uh, he'd be like, dude, it needs to be like that. Like, you can't think. You need to know. That guy just got shot out of that spot. Boom, I'm taking that spot. Boom, I'm shooting this. There's G2. He's like, "You, you cannot hesitate you can't think about it you can't stop and take an inside shot because if you do that this guy's filled that opportunity's gone yep the quicker you put it together the harder it is to stop yeah so that's going to be um the biggest thing for us is coming is trying to bridge that mental gap but i think we're all aware of that like we're we don't have these crazy expectations like oh dude we're gonna come in and be like oh yeah this is just regular paintball like no, these dudes are playing 3D chess, and we're over here, like, learning how to play chess, you know? So, we got off on another tangent there, but who do you guys play in Vegas? <laughs> right, we got that up now. All right. Uh, we play NYX, we play the Iron Men, we play the Outlaws, Okay. and then we play X-Factor. Okay. So, all winnable games for you guys. All winnable games, for sure. Um, I would love to go 4-0 in yeah. prelims. That would be fun. So, do you guys have a, another bet? with NYX for this one? Not that I've heard about, but uh, I would, I believe Henry would love to make another one. I'm sure the NYX guy, guys would as well. Yeah. Uh, they're great shit talkers. And I think they made a good good chunk of change off those unicorn jerseys, oh. if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, they most definitely Those are some did. exclusive, you know, 
some tight jerseys. How many of those did you guys make for him? I think we just made one for each of the players, and that was that. Really? Yeah. That's hilarious. They didn't make, like, a second batch or anything like that. They are exclusives, like, one of those. That's pretty cool. That's cool that you guys can have that, like, friendly rivalry. Oh, yeah. I guess our rival in semi-pro, I would say, was, like, Mutiny. Um, on the field, it was always a chaotic game. That's where our old coach went. Yeah. Um, Sosman, he's coaching Mutiny now. Yeah, that was, uh... That's another Oscar move we didn't talk about. So, do you want to, can we talk about why he made that move, or is that? I mean, absolutely, yeah. It was Saussman's decision. He, um, he was presented an opportunity, and he decided it was just better for him to do that. That's a fair reason to do it. Yeah, I, you can't fault the guy for it. No. Maybe, yeah, maybe he's closer to home, maybe, I don't know, but... They, half their team's out of, like, Florida, and half their team's out of California, and they're like... Yeah, they're an interesting interesting mix. Yeah. I used to play with one of those guys in Asylum. Um, so that's how we kind of just like, I knew them. And then one time I was in, do you know who J-Mac is? J-Mac. He's got like a bunch of tattoos, like a UFC fighter guy. Uh, I do know. He, he and him were sitting in the Vegas airport after uh, one of the, after Vegas one year. We're just chilling there. Right at the terminal, you know, we're both pretty tired, just talking, talking shit. And these two Big ass black girls just get into a fist fight in the terminal, like right before we're about to board this plane. And this dude runs over, and he's like, he's like, oh my god, someone having a heart attack. He's a doctor. He runs over this fight because he thinks there's a huge commotion. People are like, oh my god, what's happening? Yeah, he doesn't know what's going on. Yeah, and he like runs over to help, and he's like, oh, it's just people fist fighting in the terminal. So that like that was the whole scene. That was the first time I really hung out with Jamie. I was just chilling, just like, oh, here's two girls just going at it, slugging it out. Typical Vegas. Over the window seat. Yeah. We weren't even on the plane yet either. We were yeah. like in the lobby where they, they got the slot machines and you're just kind of chilling. So that, yeah. Weird that, place for a fist fight. Very weird place for a fist Especially if you're like, because you're on vacation in Vegas. It's like, what could go so wrong on a vacation? It's like, you didn't just lose this paintball tournament. What are you that mad about? Right? So, are you fighting in the tournament? Yeah. Physically. Yeah, it's crazy. But, uh, so you guys, do you have any other rivalries in the pro league? Rivalries in the pro league. Um, aside from like when you play Impact, because Nick's there. Ah, uh, okay. Uh, not really. You know, nothing that like strikes us as like, oh, we got to beat these guys. Yeah. Is AC Dallas a little bit of a rally for you? Like, I really want to beat these guys. I mean, yes and no. It's always good when we get to play them. Yeah. I feel like we always play them really hard. Um, but like, kind of like Matt Derula for damage and. Max for infamous. If if we all decided to take those rivalries like personal, there would just be too many of them. Yeah, that's true. Out of the whole league, right? Yeah, you can't do that. All right. Well, we are. I guess we'll wrap this up now. This has been a long one. This is the longest one I've done yet. Um, we are two weeks from NXL Vegas, and. Uh, we do not play each other, so that's why we're practicing each other. Until Sunday. Until Sunday. <laughs> and uh, that's it. So thanks for listening, folks. Uh, Eddie, anyone you want to thank? I'd love to thank all the sponsors. Obviously, can't do it without GI, Empire, Planet Eclipse, um, all the big ones. Ninja got us our tanks this season. We actually just picked up Carbon as a sponsor. Their soft goods are amazing. Very happy with those. Um, just, just got the Sandana notice. I saw that one. Oh, I don't know cool. what they got cooking, but I'm very excited for that, too. <clears throat> Obviously, Fox 4 Paintball, uh, Dave Painter, Top Gun for putting us on this weekend and, and just being so gracious of a host. Um, can't wait to be playing there more. They're our new home field this season. 
which is great because we practiced you guys before the first week out, first week of every event, and this is a way shorter drive. This is the shortest drive I've had to practice in like a year and a half. This is I could have done. Yeah, it's it's half half the distance. Yeah, it's way better. Way better. All right. Well, thanks for listening, guys. Catch you next time.